Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, we're going to learn about some of the reasons people deny God's existence. The Bible tells us that all humanity knows that there's a divine creator. So why do some people deny his existence? Well, that's the question that Rabbi Schneider will address today as we continue our study from the book of Romans. We'll be learning why some people suppress the knowledge of God and what we can do to awaken God's spirit in our lives. There's a lot to discuss, so let's get started. Rabbi Schneider will be coming to us from the mountains of Colorado in today's message titled Creation's Denial of God. The gospel begins by understanding that the wrath of God is upon sin. You see, that's a lot different than the gospel that we sometimes hear today. Because a lot of times people are called to God so that God will meet their needs, but they're never told about their sin. Picking up then where I left off last time, listen to verse number 18 of chapter one. Paul is preparing people's hearts to receive the good news, to receive the message of Messiah Jesus. And this is how God prepares our hearts to receive the good news through Paul's writing. For the wrath of God, Paul writes, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Let me ask you a question, friend. When was the last time you heard a message about the wrath of God? When was the last time you heard a strong, stern message about the consequences of sin? And yet Paul, the primary author of the New Testament, the primary apostolic writer, of the Brit Shah, the New Covenant Scriptures, he begins his gospel by explaining to us that Jesus was sent into the world because God's wrath has been upon the world due to mankind's sin. So Paul is saying that mankind is under God's wrath for suppressing the truth. What is the truth that Paul's going to tell us? The truth that we are suppressing as a human race is the fact that even though we know there's a God, we know it because God has put it inside us to know it. We're born knowing it because he created our soul knowing it. And we know it because when we look at creation and we see the beauty and we see the sky that goes on forever, And we see the oceans and the sunset and the waterfalls and the colorful flowers and the birds and little baby children that are born. When we look at creation and see what God has made, deep down inside, we know there's a God. And yet, even though we know it in our deepest center, we suppress it. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident to them. So first of all, Paul is saying for that which is known about God 
is evident, notice that Paul said, within them. Deep inside they know, for God made it evident to them. So when people tell us there is no God, you know what, beloved? Deep down in their center, they know there's a God because God has made it evident to them. And let's look at the next verse here. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, the Lord's invisible attributes, since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, listen to this, have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made. So they are without excuse. What's Paul saying here? He's saying not only has God made it evident deep in our soul, because beloved, you and I are created in the creator's image. We know there's a creator. There's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, will the thing that was made say to its maker, you did not make me? That's what man's doing. So that's the first thing Paul says, God has made it evident in them. And then Paul said in the next verse I just read to you, verse number 20, that when man looks at the world, his invisible attributes and his divine nature are clearly seen through what is made. And I just got done explaining that when people look at the beautiful creation, they know there's a God. The beauty, the intelligence that's built into creation. The fact that birds know how to fly south in the winter. The fact that our bodies know how to create antibodies when we get an infection. All the things that are built into creation speak to us about the fact that there is an intelligent creator. And yet man looks at creation and he says, no, there's no God. It happened because a random explosion happened in outer space billions of years ago, but there's no God. There's no divine creator. Beloved, it's because of this that the wrath of God has come upon men. And why would someone deny there's a God? I mean, why would someone want to exchange the hope of God for a nothing, an empty universe where there is no God? Well, there's a number of reasons. Number one is the power of darkness. Satan wants to suppress the knowledge of God in the earth. Satan hates God. Satan wants to do everything he can to divide mankind from God. So the first thing that is causing humanity to deny there's a God, even though they know there's a God, the first thing that's causing them to take this antichrist position, what's the antichrist? It's the one that denies that Jesus is God in the flesh. It's in other words, it's a denial of God. The reason people are denying there's a God is because of the antichrist spirit in the world. That's number one. The second reason men are doing this is because of pride. You see, Satan's primary characteristic is pride. When we look at the scriptures that define who Satan is, he's got this volition, this will, I will ascend to heaven. I will become like the most high. I will replace God. And so that same spirit of pride that lifts man up to want to exalt themselves above God. How are men exalting themselves above God? By saying there is no God and thinking that their science explains the universe. That's displacing God and making themselves gods. And so pride causes mankind to suppress the truth. Where are we at? We're right here in the gospel, where Paul said that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. 
What are they suppressing? The knowledge of God. God has made himself known, but they're denying him. So why? Because of the demonic spirit on the face of the earth, because of darkness, because of the spirit of the Antichrist, number one. Number two, because of pride, which is a fruit of the Antichrist, but is now entered into man since the fall. Number three, because of brokenness. A lot of times people experience something in their life. Maybe their parents were divorced. Maybe they had a loved one that was murdered. Maybe they have seen so much savagery in the world that they say to themselves, if God was real, if there was really such thing as a loving God, how could this be? It doesn't make any sense. And so the enemy uses that to captivate their thinking process. And so they begin to suppress the truth, suppress the knowledge of God and begin to deny him saying that there is no God. And sometimes people that have been hurt in life blame God for it. We're talking about church. Why do people deny there's a God, even though the Bible tells us they know there's a God. Sometimes people deny there's a God suppressing the truth because of deep hurt. Something has happened to them in life that's so terrible. Maybe even they were abused or they know somebody that was even sexually abused. And they're so hurt by that and they blame it on God. And they're trying to get back at God. Like, God, you allowed this to happen to me and this hurt me so bad and you're the one that's supposed to be supreme. So I'm gonna hurt you back now by denying that you exist. And all these terrible tragedies that people have experienced, the enemy uses to lead them into the darkness to suppress the truth and deny their creator. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number, 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. So let's continue on. Verse number 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse. Everyone's gonna stand before the Lord guilty, not being able to have any excuse as to why they suppressed him, why they were unwilling to acknowledge him, and why, beloved, we were unwilling to submit to him. See, it's not just acknowledging God that can suppress the truth if you don't acknowledge him, but it's also if you won't submit to him. Because once you acknowledge there's a God, once you acknowledge there's a creator, then it becomes our responsibility as his creation, as the creature, to find out what he wants us to do with our life. And so many people, because they don't want God to tell them what to do with their life, 
They deny him so they can do whatever they want to do. And thus, they suppress the truth in unrighteousness, as Paul said here. And as a result, the wrath of God is upon them. Did you understand what I just said? Some people deny there's a God because they don't want to submit to authority. They don't want to submit to God's authority. So to acknowledge there's a God then puts the burden upon us as his creation as to saying, okay, God, you created me. You now have a plan for my life and I have to obey it. You have a way, you have a path, you define reality and I now need to submit to your reality and submit to your ways because you're God and I'm your creation. But since many just want to go out and live freely, indulging in the lust of the flesh, indulging in their own ambition, not wanting to sacrifice to uh, give up their freedom to submit to the Lord's word and laws and truth. So because they don't want to do that, they push them out of their life, denying them. They suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And as a result, the wrath of God is upon them. You see, beloved, this is the real gospel, what I'm teaching right now. Not what we're hearing today, which is just about God not calling us to submit to him, not calling us to repent of sin, which is how Jesus announced his ministry. Jesus' first words were, repent and turn to me for the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist prepared Yeshua's coming with the same message, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. This is the introduction to the real gospel. But instead, what we're hearing is this, just receive God and he's going to make you rich and he's going to give you everything you want and he's going to fulfill the desires of your flesh. And, uh, you know, it's never about making God Lord. It's all about using him to fulfill us. It's not the truth of God's word. Let's continue on. Paul says this in verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks. I was in Uganda a number of years ago. We were doing ministry there. And we were eating breakfast one morning outside where everyone eats. And we kind of stuck out in the group. We obviously were not, you know, native Ugandans. And all of a sudden, another person from the United States comes up to us. It was a woman and she was there doing health care work. And she uh, came up to our table. She could tell that we were foreigners like her. And she said, oh, uh, you know, tell me, what are you doing here? We began to dialogue with her a bit. We asked her what she was doing there. She told us about that she was there uh, doing humanitarian work in the field of healthcare. And then we told her we were there preaching the good news of King Jesus. And she said, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. I said to her, I said, that's a problem. I said, do you see, you see that, that beautiful flower right there behind you? I said, how does a big bang in outer space for no reason at all explain the beauty of that flower and the beauty of creation. And I said, let me ask you this question. How does a cosmic explosion for no reason explain the phenomenon of love? The fact that you have the ability to experience and to give love. And finally, I said to her, and let me ask you this. How is it that you have self-consciousness? I said to the scientist. How is it that you can be aware of your own thought processes and then you can choose what you decide to do? Can that be explained simply from a chemical explosion in outer space? And you know what? She politely left the table, but she came to our meeting that night. She heard me preach the gospel. And the next day, 
when I was in the breakfast line going through the buffet to get our food, she was about to leave that day and she came up to me and she said to me, thank you for your wisdom. Why do I tell you that? Because she was a young woman that had convinced herself that she didn't really believe in God. She believed in science. She really came to believe that she didn't believe in God, even though deep down inside, she did. But because I didn't believe her when she told me that she didn't believe in God, because I believe, beloved, this book, because I believe God's word that tells us that God has made it evident within every human being that there is a God and that deep inside all of us know. Because I believe God's book, rather than what that woman told me when she told me she didn't believe, I said to her, no, you do deep down believe. And then I challenged her. And as a result of that, as far as I know, she was brought to faith in God and hopefully a saving faith in Jesus. So we need to stake our faith in God's word. Don't be dissuaded. Don't be overwhelmed by all those supposed atheists and agnostics around you that want to pour cold water on your faith in your creator. No, you have the truth. You are his light. You have his fire and you are his witness in the world. We're lights on a hill and we're here, beloved, to give testimony to the truth. Now let's go on to the next verse, verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became, listen to this, futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened, professing to be wise, they became fools. You see, this described what I just got done sharing with you. People that trade in the glory of the incorruptible God and become instead wise in their own eyes. They think they're educated. They think science explains it. And the Bible says as a result of this, their foolish heart has become darkened and professing to be wise, they become fools. Listen again, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks, but they became futile in their speculations. You know the Big Bang Theory? to explain the existence of the universe. It's just a speculation. I mean, especially the way atheistic science presents it. It's just a speculation. No one was there. I'm not saying that there wasn't a Big Bang. I personally believe there was a Big Bang when God said, bam, let there be light. And so I just want to encourage you today, beloved, we are becoming such a minority in the earth today. Those of us that are passionate disciples of Jesus, you have the truth. Stand in it. Don't be ashamed of the gospel or of the testimony of the Lord. Be faithful to the end and you will receive your reward because Jesus says to you, I am coming back for you quickly. listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the Bible Teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is a good reminder for all of us to stand strong no matter what's going on in our lives. So whatever you're going through, I'd like to encourage you to submit your life to God's plan and His purposes 
right now. And if you feel like you could use a little bit of encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us today. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to learn more about partnering with us this year as we reach people all over the world with the truth about who God is and why he loves us so much. Your financial gifts and your prayers, they enable us to take God's word into places that we could never reach without your support. And now here is Rabbi once again to share what's on his heart today. Beloved, when I examine myself under the light of God's spirit, I'm challenged by the life of Abraham. Abraham entered into the fullness of God's blessing by surrendering Isaac, whom the scriptures call his only son. What a total act of surrender and sacrifice. What that teaches me is if I'm gonna enter into the fullness of what God has to me, I also need to live a surrendered lifestyle. The rubber meets the road oftentimes in this area with our finances. Many of God's children are not fully surrendered to him in the area of their finances. Beloved, let's trust him. Let's honor him and let's give him what is due from the first fruits of our wealth. If the Lord is using discovering the Jewish years to bless you and you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to present an offering to Father God through this ministry, beloved, just be obedient. And when you do, you'll open your heart for Father to pour his blessing into your life. If you'd like to become a monthly partner right now, then please sign up online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also sign up by calling 800-777-7835 or through the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. And if you would like to send your monthly gift through the mail, then please write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. As our way of saying thank you for your monthly partnership, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, and it's also available as a digital download. And for our new monthly partners, we have an additional token of appreciation, an authentic, beautifully handcrafted shofar that's been custom made in Israel. And this elegant horn, it was first mentioned in Exodus chapter 19, where the blast of the shofar emanated from the thick cloud on Mount Sinai and made the people tremble in awe. Most people today call it a trumpet, but it's so much more. And when you receive this token of our appreciation, it will help you remember that God still loves his chosen people and he's using people like you and me to share the good news. So please sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now let's close today's program with a special blessing from Rabbi. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter six, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yahweh, <laughs> 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains why some people deny God's built-in designs. That's coming up Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.